Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today is Vivek Parekh, CEO and founder at Raisin LLP. Hi Vivek, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot and uh, I think so this is uh, my first uh, virtual uh, podcast, but I'll definitely take it. I really appreciate you guys reaching out to me and uh, I'd like love to uh, share whatever i know with you and with everybody that's listening and watching and uh, yeah thank you surely it's a delight to have you so just to give a little bit of context to our listeners could you please take us through a career journey so far so i feel old now but <laughs> i've been i think so i've been working for like the last like 10 plus years and uh, i worked in like multiple companies i worked in a fmcg company i worked in a factory in poland I uh, worked in JP Morgan for a little bit. I did an internship uh, program over there. I uh, also got down to uh, building materials to India, which were one was like a German company and the other one was a Russian company. So I tried to uh, bring down those materials because they had there was they were sort of like correlated. Uh, there was a correlation to my family business, which is into plastics. And uh, which is named Nashi Plastic, and it's uh, it spans over uh, seventy years. We've been doing work all across the world with this company, with multiple people. Uh, yeah, so I try getting those building materials down. I honestly didn't do that great with it, or maybe just my zeal or my passion for that project wasn't that much, and we just weren't able to accomplish too much with it with the team and everything that we had then. But now I'm totally into sports infrastructure. So my company is, uh, our company is named Raison. And it's basically, we just design and develop sporting facilities all across India, just to keep it plain and simple. But we do everything from civil to the flooring, the lighting, the actual uh, accessories, the maintenance. And we started, uh, you know, like literally uh, like six, seven years on a very small scale. And now we're doing projects, Pan India. Uh, we're doing stuff in uh, Maldives. We just did a paddle court over there in Srinagar. And like, so like a lot of parts of the country that we didn't even think we would have the opportunity to go one day and just walk around and just see, you know, but we created like concrete work in some of these places. And I applaud my uh, team for that. And that's why I was very keen on doing this podcast on HR. Because I believe that uh, I could definitely like learn something from speaking to you, and something just kind of comes out of it uh, in like a wondrous way. Yeah, so I'm basically in a sports infrastructure to keep it simple for you. Okay, very inspiring journey, I must say. So now that you've been running your own organization, you're an entrepreneur now, and you also carry a lot of experience of working in different parts of the world. Like, what inspired you to join your business? You happen to be the third generation of you know carrying the legacy of National Plastic ahead, and now you also have entered the sports segment. So, what were your thoughts behind it? I mean, what inspired you to join your business, and you know, rather than going out for like working for a corporate organization? Yeah, I mean. 
like ever since I remember, I've always, you know, heard about like, okay, how many trucks have left the factory and like, raw material ka kya hua. And always heard about these uh, terms and like conversation was always like there in the house, you know. Even though like my parents sort of tried to like shield me away from like the real world and this whole like corporate like ladder and everything. But like a little bit, I think so it kind of tends to uh, catch your eye and you kind of, sort of uh, you know, just like pick up on things. And so I've always had like an understanding of what my family like does, what my family is like known for. Yeah, and like the and like the sort of like the place where I stay and like the neighborhood, it's always been about oh, so what does your dad do and okay, what are you into and that's sort of, so from like a very like early stage, like going on in like life, it was always about like, all right, you know, which car do you have and what work and how much money and like you know that I mean that was just like the mindset of pretty much everybody around me. So I pretty much had no option but to adapt to that mindset very early on. And I quite enjoyed the idea of when you work of the sort of like creative, or you know, of like the creative, you know, aspect of it where you can really like, where you can like literally do anything that you want, you know, in your mind, you know, and it's like, it's such a like paradox, but it's true because like literally like anything you want, like, you know, say if you want like, six pack you know you you do the scratches you have whatever food you need to have to get that you will get it you know yeah you know if you want to make a trillion dollar company uh you can make it you know it's like i was just reading up on the blackrock uh guy and he basically failed and he like one of his like uh, he didn't he didn't do that well but like eventually like you know his company has, uh, I mean, apparently they say that his company has close to $10 trillion worth of uh, assets. So what I'm trying to say is that you can be very like creative, you can do like cool stuff, you can go like, you know, all over the world, you can meet all sorts of uh, people, you can create value, employment, uh, knowledge, you can pass that on. So for example, like Steve Jobs is like someone that I admire, I'm like sort of like fanatical over that guy. And so there are certain things that you embody of that person into your kind of like way of like life and of being. So certain things that worked out for him, what he put out so that, you know, I try to like emulate in my life. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, coming to your question that, uh, you know, I mean, I was like aware of business from like early on. And like, I always knew that I wanted to do something in the space of work. I was actually a tennis player as well. I was a state level tennis player. So I was taking a lot as well. And I think so. I had like a, I don't know, I had like a bad, like uh, two-handed forehand. So because of that, I couldn't advance that fast. So after I, you know, got done with that, I think, you know, I, I mean, I sort of like realized that my, I mean, like the imminent future is going to be in business. And I think that that's also very good because it works for you. I mean, from the beginning itself, you're aware that, okay, this is something that I want to do. And then you get to know the nuances of it so well that you're able to function, you know, very pretty well, which I think works in favor. So as you mentioned, the National Plastic has been into existence for almost 70. I mean, you're right, you know, about what you said that like you do get like a platform and you understand things very deeply and it's much easier for you to grow it and uh, sort of like uh, shed more like light on your cost. But I think it would be pretty cool as well. Imagine if you were just born and if there was like nothing ingrained in your mind and wherever you went, your journey and like life, whatever came across, that also would be like pretty amazing, right? Like imagine being like, like, you know, like, I don't know, imagine being like an amazing painter or like imagine being like a chef, like it could have been anything, but like I am 
where I'm like sitting, like 80% of it is because of my environment and because of my family. Yep. So yeah, now talking about the family business again. So yeah. National Plastic has been into existence for more than 70 years now. And now you've also ventured into the sports segment. You mentioned you used to play tennis. So what was the one point that you realized that, okay, I would want to take this business ahead in the sports segment also? Like, how did you see it coming? Um, and what lies in the future? Like, how do you want to take a raise on ahead? So honestly, like uh, I had an uh, idea about sports infrastructure was never like I had no clue that I was going to be in the space of doing like developing like whatever we're doing. Uh, there was somebody actually who uh, reached out to us, someone who like reached out to us and said that, you know, there's basically a project that's happening over here and would you be interested in doing it? And the product is made out of uh, plastic. So you guys into plastic and you do it. And I was like, I have no idea. And that same week, my brother was going to some country to get some of his work stuff handled. And I just flew with him over there. And I met a couple of like companies that, you know, had the technology of bringing down that product. So, uh, you know, of, of basically having that thing, which I could use in the, you know, in the, on the field. So I came back, I said that, please, you got to give me this opportunity. I'll get it done. I know I have my experience and I got that site uh, done and then that's how I got into sports infrastructure and first it was stove so everybody knew me as this guy who does stove <laughs> it became acrylic and then it became wood then it became PP tiles it became EPDM then vinyl flooring and then uh, everything just like it just kept adding like you know just kind of so like the big bang theory you keep kind of going right so it was like one of those sort of like things yeah and then now we're like a full-fledged sports infra company and soon we're going to be doing stuff like all over the world and that's my vision we want to make stadiums we want to make uh, grounds for schools we want to do for gymkhanas private homeowners we're not 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 tapping any area or any segment of the market we want to do everything possible in sports because I, because I, I i honestly feel that it's very uh, important as well to have like a healthy like a fit like society as well and we in a way are doing there's a good like i think it's a good like karma for sure for us doing this because you know people are like refraining from doing certain you know unhealthy activities and uh, you know you play you have fun you like learn more about the sport uh, you know you make like better friendships and so doing this than doing other stuff so i think so it's a very good you know i'm i'm kind of i'm very happy with what i'm doing in this uh, in this space awesome and way to go i must say for you and uh, so now since you running an organization and running an organization i think one of the most important aspect of it is managing people so how do you at your organization make sure that people at your organization are motivated to work like they're treated equally so what is what like how does the, the how does an employee get treated at your organization is also very important so See, look, the most simple thing for every person for any entrepreneur to who's like starting off who's young is that you are only as good as your organization. Definitely. Yeah. And if you're like an entrepreneur, if you're doing something on your own, even if your dad was a genius, or if your uncle was a genius, or your sister was a genius, or whoever it could be, when you are working, remember that your, your sort of like connection with your team, with your folks, how you treat them, how humble you are around them, uh, how much you're... Because, you know, it's like their life also. I mean, it is your life also. Like, it's my life also when I'm there yeah. at the office. But I'm saying that imagine for the other person, he's leaving his uh, 
every person has their own uh, idea that oh, I want to do this or this is my dream this is what I want to like pursue so you know imagine that person's like leaving that coming to you he's willing to put in all of his effort all of his hours there are so many people sometimes that i see uh, sit in my office who come prior to me and leave after me so you know like you just have to really like understand that you know your you know and and it's someone's like life you know when that guy if he's not happy with his work he's going to go back home he's going to probably like fight with like his wife is like you know that might like trickle down on his kids you know you know and like you know sometimes there are such amazing like people there's such great like talent and they don't get paid enough as well so that must be so like frustrating as well right because at the end of the day money sort of limits you you know if you don't now if i don't have say like a billion dollars i can't do you know all of the things that i want in my head maybe you know like more so i'm just saying that it really like depends like very accurately said i must say that okay if employees at your organization are not happy they're going to take no way good thing that home and all this is sort of like cascading effect that we see yeah coming. for sure yeah so as i was just uh, scrolling through the website of the organization i also came to know a little bit about the csr activities that you guys have been running so do we get to like uh, get some sort of enlightenment over it yeah so i mean to be honest uh, every like listed company that's there there's like a certain amount of the profit that's there has to be given uh to like a csr initiative it i think so there's like a lot that needs to happen but then i think so people have the other mindset where uh, you know they say that um, that basically uh, you know you don't have to give everything away in charity you can you know create more like businesses you can create more opportunity more jobs you know you can create like a bigger better ecosystem like a corporate uh, ecosystem that's there so i mean that's also fine like that's also uh, good yeah and um, but i mean sh- like a big shout out to um, uh, the premji uh, family the wipro folks are donating a lot of money and of course mr nayan murthy sudha murthy these are the real like beacons of hope yeah. in our country very true and tata and mr tata and mr rakin tata as well yeah so now that we have almost come to the end of this podcast any last piece of advice you would like to give to the budding entrepreneurs somebody you know who is just beginning to start their journey any sort of advice you would like to give to them i really feel again it's a very like cliche thing but like do what you like you know and be around people that you like be in an environment that you're comfortable in you don't have to follow somebody else's doctrine or like a paradigm or like their belief system you know it could be anything you know you could you like seriously like you know you could have like 50 billion like dollars and you could still be like a miserable person yeah you could be making like 10 million dollars or 1 million dollars but you could be doing the coolest thing and you could just have the best energy the best personality the best vibe everybody wants to be around you and that's good you know there's like a saying right I, I, like i don't know if you've seen that image but there's like a image you'll see that you know too much of like money only mm-hmm. and like no like knowledge and uh like love is yeah. like nothing it's like your life is shit and then too much of like like love and like no money no like knowledge it's shit so create that balance like that equilibrium as well you know where basically you have knowledge love and money you have these three or pretty set in like life if you like ask me yeah but for any entrepreneur chase the the stars the moon whatever the unicorns whatever you want to call it go for it be aggressive 
don't don't like you know you know i think like a lot of businesses ideas are kept because of innovations i see sometimes like a lot of people around me as well and i feel that these guys definitely have something going on in their mind but they don't come up and say certain things and you know try to uh, you know voice their idea or voice their you know opinion and say that no i think so we should do this we should go in this direction because sometimes they feel that oh it's not totally my thing for me to go up to that guy and tell him like you know maybe i've just been told that like listen this is my job like responsibility or like description and i have to like do this and he's the boss and like that's it so i think so for entrepreneurs don't create that you know like let like your like i mean like steve job said that uh, basically um when you when you hire a good person why do you hire the, like the, like the good person you know yeah. like like i mean like let that guy do like good like let him work and like let him do what you fucking hire. i'm sorry what do you like hire him for you know yeah. so like basically like the thing is like you, like i mean you don't need to get in the way of people once you've got them and also one last thing before i end i think this is the most important thing for any entrepreneur relating because this is a hr uh, podcast also the first 10 people that you hire or the first between 10 to 15 people that you hire are probably the most important is is probably the most important thing that you can do for your business because your business could be anything it could be selling uh you be selling pipes chairs uh you could be selling this <laughs> you know you could be selling anything you know people will you know you, if you get like the right team you can do anything it's as simple as that whether this uh, this this like applies in a in like sports it applies in, in like politics and i mean like whatever you think about it, you get the right people you get the right mix of people and yeah there's no ending definitely so getting the right mix of people is the million dollar piece of advice that we get from vivek in this episode so thank the you top vivek 10 people. and i'm sure you will do like wonderful as well i've seen your like podcast page you guys have done like a lot of stuff i'm so happy that you guys like reached out to me and i wish you guys the best you guys are going to do one like great and i think so we should do more of these going ahead in the future you know yeah definitely and it's truly a pleasure to have you here today so with this we come to the end of this episode please don't forget to tune in next week with another episode thank you